welcome to my coaching podcast, Dancing in the Moment, where I chat to people from the world of coaching and psychology about their story, their approach, and their insights about the coaching profession. They're all people I like, respect and admire for the way they show up in the world. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to my Dancing in the Moment podcast. And this week, my guest is the wonderful Danielle Barbaro, who is a divorce coach and also a barefooter. Uh, as some of you know who've been listening to this um, series of podcasts, I am now speaking to people who've been through the barefoot course. I'm speaking to people who've done something wonderful and exceptional in my eyes, people who I really respect and admire, um, because I, I really want to introduce them to all you newly qualified coaches who are listening to this, and not so newly qualified coaches who are listening to this too, just because I think Danielle and others have learned lessons, they have tips, wisdom, ideas that I think would be really useful to share with you. And one of the things that I'm proud of about uh, our coach training is that people come out the end of it and they all do something completely different. And that really thrills me. And I, I follow Danielle's story and um, she will tell you, but she didn't start out doing divorce coaching. And, and now, for those of you who are asking, how do I get a niche? How do I choose a niche? I think Danielle's story is going to be really valuable to you. So it's with great pleasure I welcome you, Danielle. Hi. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. I'm so pleased to be here with you. Good, good. So would you mind explaining briefly how you became a coach? Yes, so my name is Danielle. I arrived, you realize I am French. I arrived in this country decades ago and I forged a career in education, a, a successful career. It was interesting, but not as rewarding. You know, as time went on and I was getting older, I wanted something more. And I remember one day leafing through a magazine and seeing an ad for the course in Berkeley. And I went to an open day, I met you there, and I was obviously bowled over and uh, started uh, my training. I think it was over 10 years ago now. Yeah. The course to me was not only an interesting course on how to coach, which was a, a very new thing for me, but I found it, it, it transformed my life completely. And uh, I, I have become a coach after, after doing uh, the course, but not straight away. Uh, at first, I thought I could keep my career in education uh, and start a, a coaching business on the side. But then I realized I was so tired. <laughs> doing my day job, but I was not doing at all what I needed to do. So one day I thought, this is not going to work. If I want to do this, I have to mean it. And I left my job and that was scary because I was a single mom 
and I didn't have a great deal of, uh, uh, you know, background, as in financial uh, netting under me for this. But I just thought, if I want to do this, I mean, I mean it. I am going to do it. And at first, I, I was uh, doing coaching for performance, various things where, uh, you know, do you want to coach this? Do you want to coach that? Yes. But I was never really finding, it was okay, it was interesting, but I knew it was not exactly what I wanted to do. And I remember once I was coaching um, a senior manager who had lost confidence, fine. And then he said to me, I wonder if you could speak to my friend. Um, her husband left her and we don't know how to help her. And I said, well, I can speak to her, but I don't know if I can help her. So I went to see this woman. I realized later that she was a head of a law firm. It was two o'clock in the afternoon. She opened the door in her dressing gown. Mm -hmm. And I said, what the heck is going on? And she said, I've lost all energy. I don't have the strength to wash. And I said, well, if you want to work with me, you go for a shower, you put makeup on, and we start. And we started <laughs> like this. And I thought, oh my gosh, what have I done? I left and thinking, that was wonderful. I love this. Quickly wrong my supervisor because I thought that might not be within the realms of coaching. And he said, no, it's absolutely correct. And I knew from that moment, I wanted to do nothing else. And the truth is, I have done nothing else. All I do is divorce coaching. That's impressive. Thank you. I've got so many questions. Um, the first one is, and I think this will resonate with a lot of people, um, the, the, the financial aspect of giving up a job and saying, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm just going to be a coach now, I'm going freelance. That's quite a leap. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. The things that I'm wondering are, in doing it, did that give you a real drive to succeed in, in taking that leap? Absolutely correct. And it, not only that, I mean, there was no plan B. There was very little safety net. I was a single mom. I had a child who was still at home. So that, believe me, was focusing my mind. It was incredibly scary, but equally I knew there was no other way for me. I'm not somebody who can do 60% of my time on this, 40% of that. I throw myself in something I believe in. Uh, but it was incredibly scary and also uh, I had to accept the consequences. For example, I had to sell my house. I could no longer pay the mortgage I was paying. So yeah. there were things along the way which were really difficult to do. But I, I knew that was the only way. And at the time, and I still do, I had a mentor whom you know, you trained her, Dorothy uh, Betts. And I remember she said to me, it takes five years to really establish a coaching business. And I thought, oh my goodness, I haven't got five years. But when I look at it, before being really comfortable, yes, it took about that. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I made sacrifices along the way, although I don't like to call them that, because I was so sure that was what I was going to do. There were moments when I was thinking, surely, surely, that's enough. 
I'm going to get a job. This is ridiculous. This is a, I'm doing a kind of an ego trip here saying I can be a coach. The moment I felt that I'm going to look for a job, I kid you not, the moment I was getting work, it was as if the universe was saying, no, hang on a minute. You didn't try this, try longer. Yeah. And it just happened. And I, I've learned over the years not to panic. Uh, I used to look at my empty diary thinking, oh, what am I going to do? Now, sometimes there are empty pages. I'm very calm about it because I know it comes at the right time. Yeah. And it just comes. And it's a matter of believing in what to do, relaxing a little bit. It comes. Fascinating. Thank you. I, I'm really conscious that everyone has... A different risk profile everyone has a different way of motivating themselves and for some people for me too I had a kind of burning platform that I <laughs> for myself and um, it's really nice to talk honestly about this because I, I really appreciate you saying that you sold your house because I think anyone listening will realize that it, you you really were taking a huge risk yeah um, yes. And, and actually, when I uh, found myself in a similar situation many, many years ago, determined to set up a business, I, I had no savings at all. Mm -hmm. Borrowed lots of money on credit cards to set up there for <laughs> Now, you know, that, we are not here advocating that, but it's just about different ways yes. of motivating ourselves and I know for me when I when I have that kind of threat it propels me to yes. sure that I succeed yeah, yeah. and um, no ch no choice no yes. alternative you just uh, do it I yeah. remember at the beginning uh, I used to go networking I was told you know a new business needs networking well actually I would not recommend that at all because I was bumping into people were saying they were also successful. How are you doing? Oh, fantastically well. And I was feeling, well, I'm not doing well. I must be useless. You know, it really damaged me a great deal. And bizarrely, later on, years later, I realized that these people who claim to be successful were not. No. And I've gone into employment, whereas I did it very differently. Yeah, I was exactly the same. I have never networked in that sense in my whole business career. Um, I, yeah, we, we, we're realizing the more people I speak to, we all do it differently. But the way I built my business was by um, speaking engagements. Yes. I just grabbed every opportunity to get in front of a group of people. Exactly. Talk to them about coaching. And then one or two of them approached me afterwards and said, could you coach me? It's absolutely it's absolutely what i do even now i get invited obviously i will say later or i uh, get my work but uh, i work uh, my, most of my work comes from references and referrals sorry from solicitors so just before the lockdown i was invited in, to speak in newcastle to a group of solicitors uh, I don't get paid for that. I went there. They, they were lovely. They gave me chocolate and flowers. I'm not used to this treatment. But I just spoke about divorce coaching. And since then, I've had a lot of work. 
that way. Yeah. So I believe in this soft, I call it soft, you know, it's relationships, isn't it? It's relationships and, and given that coaching is a relational activity and given that divorce coaching is all about relationships, why wouldn't you build your business in that way? Exactly. Another question that I have that I'm sure other people will have is, um, do you have any additional training that enables you to do divorce coaching? No. Uh, really what I do, I mean, I had a previous career in education, but that's completely different. No, uh, I really believe that Barefoot prepared me. It's pure coaching. You know, I, I have people, I have to, first of all, help them to, to survive during a very difficult time, to find something in them, but people have that something in them. Uh, I have to help them to discover the strategies which will help them. Um, I help them disentangle feelings of confusion, for example, and uh, to rediscover who they are. Well, all this can be done very comfortably with coaching. I'm not a lawyer. They have a lawyer. I don't address anything to do with the legal aspect of a divorce. But the people I see are struggling. Uh, for example, typically somebody who's been married, man or woman, 30, 40 years, and unexpectedly their partner leaves them. And they didn't see that coming. They are absolutely flawed, yeah. even if they are successful somewhere else. And they can't understand why they can't uh, bounce back quickly. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with the law, everything to do with coaching. Yeah, a really uh, important point, very well made. Um, it's something that I address constantly on our coach training program where people say, are you going to teach us um, executive coaching? Are you going to teach us business owner coaching? And I always say that pure coaching, which is about building a great relationship of trust, and providing a thinking partnership and um, holding up the mirror to show someone their strengths. And that's exactly right. All of those things, you can take that into any context. And, Indeed. And it's not about being the expert either. That the danger is that you couldn't then fall into being the expert and prescribing, but this really holds that space that says, I'm here alongside you, I'm on this, I'm a fellow traveler with you on this journey. That's exactly that. Yeah. Uh, in fact, if anything, if I had a legal uh, background, I think that would hinder, I would be probably too tempted to fall back into advising on a divorce. And yes. that's not at all what divorce coaching is about, is what you describe, helping them find that strength in them and rediscover that belief that they are worthy when they think they have absolutely become worthless. Yeah. And that's what I love. It is absolute coaching. Uh, just put it in a context, but that's all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I love it. You said before we started, you said that to me, that every single time you think, I love this so much. Every time. I, I was thinking, you know, over these uh, 10 years or so, I've had hundreds of clients 
And when I, I usually go and see them, or I did before, now I think I'll do much more on the phone, but each time I go back into my car, I think, I love this. There's no other feeling, just that feeling. I, I love it. I, I, I've never, never lost that. And I intend to continue for as long as possible. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I hope you do, because it sounds like you're providing a wonderful service to a lot of people, a well-needed service, actually. Um, I also know that you wrote a book a few years ago. Yes. Thank you. I wrote a book because I felt that uh, I was giving some advice. You know, people are in a terrible situation when I meet them. They really are on the floor. And there are things I can say or do which will help them. So I thought, well, I'll write it down. And that was five years ago. I'm actually writing my second edition now, uh, which is really nice because I can see, you know, the, the book is not perfect, but it has helped people. And people say, I carry it in my handbag. You know, which is a really, really lovely. Um, and again, it is a book of a non-specialist, but I know it helps people and the lawyers I work with uh, buy it and give it to their clients as well. Yeah. So it has been an interesting thing. I think, yeah, I don't describe myself as an expert, but it has given me credibility. And one thing I think we need in our in a work is to be credible. That's so important. It, it means all sorts of things to people, but I felt, but especially you know, lawyers who refer clients to me, have a certain way of working, they, they are highly trained people. And having a book that they could give to their clients and say, you should speak to this woman, has been very um, important for my credibility. So a, a piece of advice I would give to somebody now is be credible in what you do. Yeah. yeah. And there are, as you said, there are many ways to achieve credibility. It can be through association. So, and, and, and you're doing that now through association and referral from lawyers, solicitors. It can be by you know, having a wealth of experience, which you now have, seven years of you know, hundreds of clients who you Yes. It can be by achieving the kind of thought leader status. And I think you can reasonably say that you are there. There are not many other people doing what you're doing in the way that you're doing it. And you have a book to um, support that. Yes. Uh, well, thank you for that. That's lovely to hear. But uh, I do, when I wrote the book, She's called After the Split. You know, it's recovering the immediate aftermath. Somebody has left you. It's a tsunami. What are you doing now? And I realized there was a process. I realized, you know, I had to help people survive, uh, make sense of what happened, um, regain control. So I was following something, and that's what I put in the book. And it is a process which wasn't there at the time. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud. It's not a huge piece of literature. It's absolutely not that. But it's something which clearly helps people. And even recently, I, I sent it to a client who was a tough cookie, I have to say. A guy was highly successful, could not understand why his wife had left him. 
and felt that he should be able to resolve it because he resolves everything else at work, the CEO of a large group. And he said, you, you have no idea what your book did to me. And in fact, no, it's almost embarrassing. He said, I did what you say, page 16. I said, oh my God, what did I say, page 16? He is absolutely following it to the letter. Yes. That was yeah, quite something. It, it's like I can imagine that when people have had a session with you, um, especially when they're under such huge stress and shock, um, they benefit from being with you in the moment and then they walk away and the book acts as a kind of link with you, a sort of transitional object, a comfort blanket, a reference. Yes, I think that's what it is, a comfort blanket, something yes. to refer to because it says, you know, what I said. So it's exactly that. Yeah. But it has also served uh, in giving me credibility with the professionals I work with, basically. Of course. That's important. So, so I, I, you know, we sort of very casually say, oh, I wrote a book. Um, and obviously you had to take time thinking about what you were going to write. What about actually publishing? I think, did you self-publish? I self-publish. That is hard, you know. I, that was the, such an unknown quantity for me. Uh, so that was difficult. Uh, but. Uh, Doing it like that is not an expensive way, you know. It was a, a very affordable way of putting something out there. Yeah. And to me, at the, at the time, I just wanted to give it to clients for the reason you said, you know, to have that comfort there. Yeah. But it's become more than that. And I'm saying it well. And I'm doing now a second edition. So it's, it's great. I didn't expect that. And I realized I like that term, writing bit. I enjoy it. You write well. You like language. I know that. <laughs> so if you think back to when you left France and came to the UK all those decades ago, as you said, could you imagine that this would be your life's work at this stage of your life? Never, never, never. Uh, I never and I was a very ambitious person I was successful in my own way yeah I didn't know coaching I'd never heard of coaching in fact when I went to the open day in barefoot I had never heard of coaching before so it was something but although I could see you know you explained what it was but little did I expect the profound transformation uh, and the profound effect that had on me uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, barefooters understand what I'm saying with that. I think so. I think so. And I think, you know, people who paint on other coaching, uh, with other coaching training providers as well, I think it's a, a personally transformational experience as well as a transformational to your career. Um, Exactly. And to your clients. And this is why you don't need a specialty in anything else. Yeah, yeah. It's just using the coaching and, and going deep with this. I'm astonished at what coaching does. I know that suddenly there's a sentence or a question and you see it on your client's face. Yes. It has touched the nerve and there's no going back after that. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. I always say questions set the stage for our thinking. 
Yes, it's and exactly once that. Once you've started the thoughts, you're right, there's no going back. No. So, Danielle, just give me a little bit more sense of, yeah, I, I, I think, listening to you, that you coach one person rather than a couple. Is Absolutely. That Exclusively one person. I am not a marriage counsellor. No. Yeah, people who try to stay together. I don't do that at all. However, sometimes a client comes to see me because they don't know whether to stay in the relationship or leave it. That's the closest I get to that. And again, that's questions, that's coaching questions to, to try to go deep to making the, the decision. But no, I only work with one person. Yeah. Often the person who's been left or the person who has done the leaving the relationship and feels guilty about this. So that's my other, but always one-to-one. And uh, I can't imagine doing it differently. No, and, and this is, I think I know the answer to this, but just for people listening, you call yourself a divorce coach. Presumably they're not all married. They can just be people who- oh, Of course. A relationship. It makes yeah. no difference. The, the point is the suffering, the shock, you know, the, the bewilderment. I mean, having to divorce, it, legally adds to the problems because it's a it's a difficult process it's a painful process but really what i deal with is the hurt the pain the loss the emotions with that yeah. uh, and that whether you're married or not makes uh, no difference and i have an equal number of clients men and women i'm really on 50 50. yeah interesting yeah Um, thank you. My goodness, I feel so um, moved, actually. And I want to say in awe of you, and I know you won't like me saying that, but I, but I just do. <laughs> it's a great delight and privilege for me to see people when they come on the taster morning and then see them as they go through the programme and then just see them flying and growing and learning and and helping so many other people it's just a, a beautiful kind of cycle I, I, well i'm i'm I, you know so pleased you say that but actually you're right what you have shown us because you have to change the lives of many people I see that in my client. I know that I have had an input in something very important. And this is absolutely wonderful and a huge privilege to, to be there in somebody's life and that it has an effect in their life. I never tire of that. No, it's like um, well, there's a film, isn't there, called Pass It Forward. Did you yes. ever that film where someone does you a good turn and then you go, yes. coaching feels... Yes like that to me it does and i before conversation i was thinking how people you know some people have had a huge influence you were one of them training me at the right time when i was ready for something and then setting up the business you realize there are people who are really important and they give their time willingly to you and now i mean you know 10 years down the line I hope to help other people and other coaches actually. 
it's this, some people are so important in our life even if at the time we don't quite see how much but looking back and i do look back actually you know that's something i do i have away days on my own king every <laughs> single year i go somewhere really nice have a coffee and a glass of champagne and i think what has happened this year and what do i want next year and invariably there are important people along the way who have a, a huge role in my business yeah so so final thing but because you've just teased me with the uh, away day the glass of champagne uh, and the where next so I will, what do you think will be next for you I just do this to ensure, you know, I'm at an age now where I could possibly stop. I have no intention of doing that. But it's very important to me to do new projects, to work on new things. So there's a second edition, but there's also something completely alien to me, and I want to get this off the ground, and it's an online course. Yeah. Because sometimes people are not able to work with a coach, and I think there's something I can do to help them. So that's my, I call it uh, Emerge and Recover. And this is it, Emerge and Recover from a breakup. So that's the big project because uh, the technology involving that uh, is very alien to me. So I like to do something very new every year. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You have been as delightful as you always are. And I can only imagine the comfort, the strength, the self-belief that you give to people at a time of crisis in their lives. Thank you. No, thank, thank you so you. Such much. Such a pleasure. Such a pleasure, Kim. Thank you very thank much. You.